Glory to God. So help me welcome your neighbor again. Say good morning and welcome to church. Alright, if your neighbor is not smiling, help me smile at your neighbor. Just smile. Welcome the person with a smile. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If the person is not still smiling, smile a second time. If the person is not still smiling, tell the person I'm not the cause of your problem. Amen. Glory to God. Church is like a hospital. And different people come to the hospital. It is not unusual to see sick people in a hospital. Are you understanding me? So it's not unusual to also see broken people in church. It is expected. But when they come, there is medication. And there are prescriptions from heaven to turn their situations around. So I don't know where you've come from this morning. I don't know how you came today. But you will not live the same way you came. Because there is help in God for you. Glory to Jesus. And there are some that the week, last week, circumstances have battered them. Are you understanding me? In their businesses, in their marriages. Maybe that's just how they've always been in life. And then you walked into this place this morning. There's help in God for you. I said there's help in God for you. It is true when we say one word from God could change your life forever. Because there's something about God's word. There's something God's word does. When God's word meets a place of nothingness, it creates something. When God's word meets emptiness, it brings fullness. So, God's word never meets a situation and leaves it the same way. So, I don't know how your life is, but God's word will affect it today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to Jesus. And I'll encourage you to listen. It is by hearing that you receive from God. There are many ways people think they can receive from God. But they're not, you know, you can receive from God by someone laying hands on you. True. But the major way people receive from God is by hearing what God is saying. Glory to God. And this morning, as you hear, you will receive. That's why in the scriptures, especially reading the book of Luke, it says that this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. That means that as you are hearing, what you are hearing is being fulfilled. That means it happens as you are hearing it. Because whatever happens in the natural, first of all happens in the spirit. Glory to God. Never forget that. So when you hear, it means that something has started. The seed of that expectation is planted in your heart. And sometimes... With time, you begin to see the fruit manifest on the outside. You can never have the fruit of a seed that was never planted. Are you understanding me? Are we together? A woman that was never impregnated can never give birth to a child. Are you listening to me? So you shouldn't expect fruit when no seed was planted. So when you come to church, what God does is that He starts planting seed. Glory to God. He starts planting seed. 
and then so that there will be a harvest of what implanted in your heart. Your heart is like ground, a soil that God plants. And then over time, sometimes instantly, there's a harvest in your life. And so the testimonies you share are the harvest of God's seeds that have been planted in your hearts. Glory to God. Say, I receive today. Say it again, I receive today. You know, sometimes people come to church and they say, we're not just doing participation to get you to participate. No, 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 no. Your confession is part of how you open yourself up to receive. Are we together? So when they say, oh, say this, you say that. If you read the scriptures, you know, the book of Numbers, he was talking to the priests on how to bless the people. He now said, you shall say to them, um, let, let, uh, let the Lord shine upon you. Let the counsel of the Lord shine upon you. Then he said, the people shall say, Amen. Glory to God. That means that how they partake of what was declared over them is by saying amen. So say with me again, I receive today. My life is changing today. I'm not living here the same way I came. Glory to God. Yeah, that's what happens. If you go to a hospital and they want to put a tablet in your mouth and you don't open your mouth, can you be well? Amen. I'm asking, can you be well? Mm, 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 mm. I just came to the hospital. I don't, want, I don't want the medical. I just came to the hospital. Then you don't want to be well. If you want to be well, they'll say, either open your mouth. Or they say, turn around. Are you understanding me? Sometimes turn around. If it's turn around, or open your mouth. Are you understanding me? Then, what the hospital can offer is administered to you. Then you can say, they treated me. Are we together? You can say, I was treated. But if not, you just visited the hospital. Let it not be that you just visited the church. Amen. Are you listening to me? That something was administered into your spirit. And you live here and there's a testimony in your life. Glory to God. Are we together? Alright, this morning I want to share along certain lines. And um, I just took out a few minutes to prepare your hearts for what I want to say. First of all, I want to just say that... Um, a big thank you to the whole church for Faith to Faith Convention that we just concluded last week. We had a week-long, hallelujah, uh, annual meeting, a week-long from September the 24th through to October 1st. Eight days, morning and evening sessions, and we made it. Amen. Let's celebrate ourselves again. God bless you. Hallelujah. It's been, it's, it was a wonderful time. Wonderful eight days. Wonderful eight days. And our lives will never remain the same. I'll encourage you, whether you are in the meeting or not, please get the audio messages. They are available. They are readily available. Okay? Get them. You could get the soft copies. Get the uh, hard copies. Whichever way work for you. Listen to them over and over again. Allow those words that were spoken to register on your heart. You see, there's something about hearing God's word again and again. Are we together? Alright, so get the messages at the bookstore. You could get the messages. And they are very important for us. Now, there are some, some things we said before we had convention. I told you that the convention is a supply of the Spirit for our enlargement. Amen. And now we have received that supply of the Spirit. Are we together? Alright, it's time to work with what we received. You know how they want to do some projects. And then they are waiting for the supplies. They are waiting for the sun to come. They are waiting for the blocks to come. They are waiting for the wood to come so that they can start building. Amen. The shipments have landed. Amen. Now we are going to walk with what we have received. Are you with me? 
Alright? We're going to walk with what we've received. Something has been dropped for us. Now, it matters what we do with what we received. I'll just recap a little what I said to you last Sunday. I said one um, five things that happened to us in the faith-to-faith convention. Five things we received. I said, first of all, all of us received what? What's the first thing? Testimonies. Say, I received a testimony. That's the first thing we received. We received testimonies. Glory to God. Secondly, I said we received what? Revelation knowledge. Thirdly, we received what? You received a new consciousness. Number four, you received what? You received prophecies. Number five, you received what? Impartations. I need you to be conscious of what you received. Have you ever had a khaki in your hand and you are looking for your khaki? Has it happened to you before? Or you are with your phone in your hand and you are looking for your phone? Has it happened to you before? It means that you are no more conscious of where it was. And if you are not conscious of what you have, you will be functioning like someone that does not have it. Am I communicating? So, understand that you have received testimonies, a new consciousness, revelation knowledge, prophecies, impartations. Be conscious of them. Be conscious of them. Be conscious of them. When Abraham's servant went to look for a, 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 a wife for Isaac, he went to another city or another nation. When he arrived there, and then he didn't know which, where to turn. He said, go there, you will find a wife. When he got there, you know what made it work? He was conscious that Abraham had prayed for him. Amen. Are we together? He said, look, Abraham spoke words, and I'm coming in that the reason why he found was because of the consciousness he came with. And I want you to enter your business with the same consciousness. To go back to your place of work with the same consciousness. To return to your families with that consciousness. And that's where you see real change. I need to lay that foundation before we get into whatever I want to say today. So I want to welcome you to a new era in Renaissance Assembly. Glory to God. Alright? After Faith to Faith Convention, we had talked about what we want to do next. And that's why we're having one service today. Amen. And I know all, so quite a number of you are getting to adjust to it. There are people that would normally come for 10 o'clock service. So, <laughs> there are some that came for first service and we're wondering what happened. Amen. Today is the first time we're having one service in a long time. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And we're doing it for a reason. I'll explain that at the end of the service. Praise the Lord. So, fasten your seatbelts. Amen. (laughs) There's a ride. (laughs) There's a journey. And I want you to be part of that journey. Glory to Jesus. Can we get into God's word this morning? Alright. Today I want to share with you from 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 9. I'll read from 9 down to 16. My focus is verse 9 anyway, but just to give us an overview of what we'll be looking at. Amen. Are you there? 
It says, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builded thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he had built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, for he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Praise God. Now, I took time to read the scripture so you have it in context. This morning, I just want to establish something. Jesus was having a conversation in Matthew 16. And then he made a statement in the 18th verse of Matthew 16. The statement he made is that I will build my church. Hallelujah. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We go back to 1 Corinthians 3, 9. The scripture now says, For we are laborers together with God. Then it says, You are God's husbandry. Then it says, You are God's building. Today I want to talk about what I've titled I am God's building. Amen. Say it. I am God's building. Say it again. I am God's building. Glory to God. Jesus said, I will build. He didn't say, I will send someone to build. Meaning that Jesus was saying that I will take personal responsibility to build my church. Now, the scripture we just read in 1 Corinthians 3 is telling you that you are the project that Jesus is working on. Amen. That what Jesus said he was going to build, you are what he said he was going to build. You are what he said he was going to build. The first thing that drops on my mind when I think of this is that I am his personal responsibility. Amen. Are we together? I am his personal responsibility. Nobody is building me for God. Jesus is building me by himself. Hallelujah. He said, I will build. It's either Jesus meant what he was saying or he didn't mean it. He said, I will build. I will build. And what he will build is me. Glory to God. I want to ask you, is he building? Is he building? Is he building? Glory to God. 
So he said, I will build my church. Then there was a guarantee. He said, while I am at it, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Meaning that nothing will stop me from fulfilling my, 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 my statement I've made here to build this church. That means that Jesus intends to build and finish. Amen. Am I communicating? I believe strongly that in the course of this month, we're going to be talking along these lines because this month is declared as our month to build. Amen. And we're not talking about building a physical structure. We're not talking about building something on the outside. We're talking about building us. Glory to God. Building the spiritual body of Christ. In the same way, you know, most of the time, what happens spiritually can be explained naturally. Are we together? So, anytime Jesus is teaching, he uses natural things to explain spiritual things. Because there are ways in which they are similar. So, when we talk about building, you understand what it means to build. So he said, yes, that thing you see is what I'm doing in you. Glory to God. I am building you. It means that I am a building in progress. Hallelujah. The scripture says in Philippians 2, look at verse 13. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. Just look at it quickly. He says, for it is God that worketh in you, both to will and to what? To do. Now, I love how he puts it. He says, for it is God which worketh. Who is working? God. That means that on your life there is a label, God at work. Hallelujah. God at work. You know how you pass a street and they have that sign, men at work. So you are conscious that some work is going on. Now, what the work that is going on is in your life. Glory to God. Say, God is at work in my life. God is at work in me. Why is that so? Because God is building something. Now, understand, in the natural, just as a man does not start building without a plan, God did not start building your life without a plan. Amen. So there is a plan. And the building is according to that plan. Let's read verse 10 of 1 Corinthians 3. Paul was saying, he said, As a wise master builder, according to the grace God has given me, I have laid the foundation, and let an another build it thereon. Look at the next line. He says, but let every man take heed. That means there is a way this thing is supposed to be built. Some of you hear us talk about knowing God's plan for your life. Is to understand the blueprints. Amen. Are you understanding me? Okay. What is God building? The beauty about this is that we are involved in the building. Amen. We are not 
a building that is inanimate, so to speak. Are we together? There is life in us. The Bible refers to us as living stones. Amen. Are we together? But where I want to go with this is in the area that your life is not an abandoned project. Amen. Every day when you come to church, God adds something to that building. Amen. It is through the ministry of the church that God builds your life. God does not use natural resources to build your spiritual life. Are you understanding me? No. He is not building your life with coal and tar and uh, what again? And cement. Am I communicating? No, that's not what he's building your life with. He's building your life with his word. The material God is using to build you is his word. How do we know that? Acts 20, 32. Let me show you that. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Paul was writing to believers and he said, And now, brethren, I commend you to God. And to what? To the word. Everybody say to the word. To the word of his grace, which is able to what? Build you up. That means that God is using his word to build you up. Glory to God. Am I communicating? That means that any time you hear God's word, he's building you. He's laying another block in that life. Amen. We gathered here this morning to be built. To be built up. Ephesians 2 says, verse 20 says, we are built up, hallelujah, as a spiritual house. We are built up. So, as you yield yourself to the ministry of God's word, you are yielding yourself to be built. Now, um, um, there's a, a thought I really want to establish here this morning. Is the fact that God had commissioned the pastoral ministry to build the life of the believer with the word of God. But that life is built according to the specification that God has given. A lot of folks don't understand the role of the pastoral ministry. Let me say this to you bluntly. You cannot achieve God's plan in a human way. Are you listening to me? No. You can't achieve divine plan by a human means. Divine plan can only be achieved by divine means. That means that if God wants you to arrive at a point, you can't follow your own road to God's destination. Are you listening to me? You can only get to God's destination on God's path, on the path that God has ordained. So there are things that some human beings know that God does not know. Permit me to say that. 
I call them people that are wiser than God. If God says that the only thing that can feed your spirit is the word of God. You say, well, I have my own way to feed my spirit. That means you know something that God does not know. Amen. Am I communicating? If God says that the only way a man can be saved is by believing in the finished work of Christ. You say, well, I don't think that's the only way somebody can be saved. That means you know something that God does not know. Am I communicating? So, there are some people that are born again, but seem to have ideas that didn't come from God. That's why um, in the writings of Paul, he said, casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself. That means it's exalting itself above the knowledge of God. Are you understanding me? It's exalting itself. A thought, an idea, a concept is exalting itself above the knowledge of God. God says, no, this is the way to do it. Say, no, this is the way I'm going to do it. That spiritual growth can never happen without being fed with God's word. So I say, well, uh, I will grow. I'm looking for a way to, I will just be fasting and growing. Amen. Are you listening to me? That means that you are trying to achieve a divine purpose in a human way. And it's not going to work. Now, I said that because I'm talking about the church. And I'm talking about the local assembly of believers. That people need to understand the role of the church. You see, let me say, say this to you. There are many natural things that are a type of the spiritual things God wants to do. We didn't know that when God decided that Adam and Eve should be husband and wife, it was God's idea. But God was showing us a type of Christ and the church. Are you understanding me? That, hey, this relationship you see between a husband and a wife is a type of Christ and the church. Oh, that means the original thing he wanted to show us is the relationship between Christ and the church. But it is typified in how a man and a woman raise a family. Are you listening to me? Glory to God. So, in the natural, every child, no child can come into this world without a man and a woman. Are you understanding me? It's just designed that way. That means that God's original plan was that every child should be born into a family. Circumstances might alter it, but that was the plan. Are you understanding me? That every child should be born into a family. In the same way, God ordained that every spiritual child should be born into a local family. Amen. A local assembly. A child cannot survive on its own. Are you understanding me? No. If you give birth to a child there and there's nobody to take care of that child, the child will die. Are you understanding me? Are you with me? All of you here, someone helped you. Am I communicating? When you were born, someone helped you. Someone carried you. Someone fed you. You didn't feed yourself. Someone baited you. Whether you're talking to the person now or not, it don't what counts. I hear that enemy, but somebody did something. That means that somebody had to be here for you to come. Am I communicating? In the same way, spiritually, God had designed it that when someone gets born again, the person will have to be nurtured. God designed it that way. And He set up the church. As the family, amen, the spiritual family that a believer will belong to 
and be raised in. The church is not just a place we go to on Sundays and clap our hands and go. No. It's a family. Glory to God. It's a family. Everybody say it's a family. Say again, it's a family. Glory to God. It's a family. They say, well, I know it's a family. It's just that we're not related by blood. We're related by blood. The blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Blood is a blood relationship. So look at your blood brother. Look at your blood sister. Amen. Amen. Except the person is not born again. Then there is no blood. Amen. So the idea, the concept of church is to fulfill the agenda of building up believers. Glory to God. Building them up. There's a contribution that every believer makes into your life. You don't just grow because the pastor is teaching the word of God. No. You grow because you also fellowship with other believers. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, all of that is what makes you who you are. I want to ask you, even in natural growth, is it because they, they put food in your mouth, they put food in your mouth that you became what you are? You would have just been a mass of, you understand just, me? They spoke to you. Someone talked to you. Am I communicating? Someone spoke to you. Someone, apart from feeding you, they played with you. All of that brought out what we're seeing today. I don't know whether it's good or bad, but whatever it is we're saying. Amen. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. The person sitting close to you is involved in your spiritual development. Amen. It's part of the process. So this morning, I want your hearts to be open to what the role of the local assembly, the church, the pastor is in the life of the believer. The scripture says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Hallelujah. That means that the saints will not be perfected if these people don't do their job. Amen. So, well, I listen to tapes in the house. God didn't know that tapes will come out. Amen. <laughs> I watch uh, television and uh, God didn't know that there will be television. Go to Acts 2. Let me show you something. Verse, start from 30 something. Uh, Acts 2. I just want to read a couple of scriptures. Give me 42 first. Praise the Lord. 
I'll read from 42. Down to 44. Let me just read 42 down to 47. And they continued. Who continued? All those that got saved. Amen. They continued steadfastly in what? In the apostles' doctrine. Talking about the teachings. And fellowship. They didn't only continue in the teaching. They continued what? In fellowship. And in what? Breaking of bread and in prayers. So the believers continued steadfastly. That means this is not something they did once in a while. Now I want to use this opportunity to say this to you. You know, um, God cannot force you to grow. Are you understanding me? No, He can't force you to grow. He can enable you and help you and assist you to grow. But the decision to grow has to come from you. Amen. It has to come from you. It has to be a personal decision. And then help will come. Glory to God. Because you want to grow. I've met a lot of Christians that don't want to grow. Through teachings like this, or exhortations like this, God puts a desire in your heart to grow. Amen. What you don't understand is that 99% of the challenges you have will be solved just by growing. Are you listening to me? Say, eh, Pastor, I don't know why my, my, this is happening in my life. Growth will solve the problem. There are certain health challenges that growth will solve. There are certain family issues that growth will solve. There are certain character issues that only growth can solve. There are certain issues that look like demonic issues to you. Only growth can solve them. Are you listening to me? You know how I remember when I was growing up in my parents' house. There's this fridge that we had. And I couldn't take something on, on top of it. I used that in me because I was smaller than it. And so, so I need something on top. Someone has to help me. I have to climb. The solution is just to grow. You understand what I mean? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> when you grow, you have solved that problem. There are some of you that this you are complaining about. Growth is the solution. Amen. And I'm talking about spiritual growth. There are some husband and wife matter. Is growth. To, growth will affect your character. Are you understanding me? Problem solved. You know where they say, the man will talk one, she will talk ten. <laughs> Grow to solve it. Oh, you know where the man is, Mike Tyson will lay with his wife. Are you understanding me? His Mike Tyson does not extend, he, never, he doesn't cough outside. He's only in the house. Are you understanding? He's world heavier champion to only his wife. Are you understanding me? Growth only can solve that. You grow out of that childishness. Amen. It's spiritual childishness. Are you listening to me? That's what it is. So, this thing about building is that God is building you to grow. A building grows up. It could be at this level. After a while you come, it's at this level. After a while then, it's getting near to perfection. Then it can be fully used. Are you with me? That's how God is building you. 
But you have a role to play in God building you. You know, there's a language used in, in Romans 12 where it says, um, I beseech you therefore, brethren, as living what? Sacrifices. No, no, a sacrifice is supposed to be dead. Why say living sacrifices? Say we are different. We are sacrificial, but we are alive. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That means we have to choose to stay dead. Are you understanding me? Uh-huh. In the same way you are a building, but you are not a building that cannot resist <laughs> being built. Are you understanding me? Are you getting the picture? Yes. I can come and want to lay a block on you. Move. <laughs> come for Thursday service so I can lay another block. No, I'm busy. <laughs> Amen. We have moments of prayer coming. Come, let's lay some blocks so that all those things are complete. But no, the prayer is too long. Are you understanding me? Are you getting the picture here now? So, <laughs> that's the difference about this building. Amen. It has a choice. There are some people that make the pastor's job more difficult. Because if your life is complex, alright? Ah, yes, okay. Um, we know that, oh, God is going to do this. God might even be saying, so, so, okay, this week all of us should just study the book of, uh, um, we've been reading the book of Mark, okay? We read Mark 8, tomorrow we're going to read Mark 9. Okay, so we're reading the book of Mark chapter 9. And the Spirit of God is saying that, oh, get all of them to read it. And this and this will happen in their lives. Then someone will call, Pastor, the thing you said has not happened though. Eh, how come? They start investigating. Have you read the scripture? Say no. Why have you not read it? Ah, Pastor, leave that thing. Just solve my problem. Your problem is in the instructions. It will be solved in the instructions you are given. When you learn that, you, you know, you've learned a lot. You've learned a lot. Don't choose the hard life. Amen. There are some of you, I want to say to you that the hard way is not the only way. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> some of you are laughing for another reason. The hard way is not the only way. But some people like the hard way. I sometimes maybe it's in Africa. It's an African thing. You understand that? You just feel that if you have not suffered. There are some sufferings that some believers are going through. God has no business with it. Hear me, there are some that God has no business with it. A lady said she was waiting for a man that wants to marry her. Every day she'll be crying. Every day she'll be crying. She's just crying. They brought her to me. She had a child, 17 year old girl. So I said, what? Is she sorrowful? No. She's supposed to be a young woman, you know. She had that girl maybe when she was in her teenage years. So she's still a young woman. Why are you so distant? He said, she's waiting for the man to come back. I said, Pastor, I want you to pray that the man, my husband-to-be, will come back. So I now asked her, do you know if he's alive? She couldn't answer. I said, he should be alive. When last did you hear from him? 
17 years ago. And I say you are still waiting. I say even if you are married, I have authority to divorce you. But you were not even married in the first place. Why will you choose that? Say, I love him. Hi. And every counsel they're giving, she wasn't listening. Are you listening to me? With cases like that, it made me understand that some people don't actually want help. They just want someone to hear that they have a problem. <laughs> Amen. Pastor, have you heard my problem? You have not heard? Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> then they share their problem. And then they look for another person. Have you heard my problem? You have not heard? Please sit down and let me share it with you. If you walk up to a man of God to tell him your problems, it means you want help. And help does not come in the way you want it to come. Amen. Are you listening to me? You must recognize that. It doesn't always come in the way you want it to come. I believe that if you don't believe in a man of God, don't even go for him to help. Go to him for help. But if you have gone, then follow the instruction. Amen. Imagine Naaman going to the prophet Elisha. And then they say, go and dip in the pool. Is it that I did not take my bath before I came? I did not take my bath before I came. I've taken my bath, sir. So no, it's not a matter of taking your bath. Go and dip in the pool seven times. Must it be seven? Can't I do it in my... I have a swimming pool at home. I can do it in the pool. He'll be there arguing, arguing. Who has the leprosy? Is it the man of God that has it? Keep your leprosy. It's true. Keep your leprosy. Praise God. One day we were having a meeting. I was praying for people. Someone was sick. They would say, "Um, lift your hand if you are sick. And the sick fellow was not responding. You know? Hey, don't you want to be well? I want to be well now. <laughs> they say, lift your hand. <laughs> Are we together? Lift your hand. They say, lift your hand. Lift your hand. And I said, you're already here. <laughs> Glory to God. Why don't you just receive? You came. At least you came. You're here. Why don't you receive? It's just that I don't need to believe in all those kind of things. If the things you believed in have not helped you, please believe this new one. Amen. Are you, are you listening to me? This one you believe has not helped. Has it helped you? Hallelujah. 
So you cannot achieve God's plan in a human way. You have to follow God's plan God's way. And what I'm trying to establish here is that the church, the local assembly, God is every day deliberately building your life. You have to yield to it. Let him do what he's doing. Amen. Going to church only on Sundays can never produce all that God wants in your life. It can't. Praise the Lord. It can't. Are we together? You know why? I'll tell you why. You are more influenced or most influenced by what you spend time with more. Did you hear me? i say it again so you hear it. You are more influenced by what you spend time with more. Understand that. So, you come to church on Sunday. One day in the week. One step forward. Monday, one step backward. Tuesday, one step backward. Wednesday, one step backward. Thursday, one step backward. Friday, Saturday. Then Sunday again, one step forward. Where are you? Six steps behind. Are you understanding me? That's what happens. And that one step forward, you hear the word of God. We, we maybe we sat in church longest, maybe in this church, two hours we were in church. Okay? Then you go home. You're on TV for two, another two hours. You're with your friends for another one hour. You are somewhere for another two hours. Who is influencing you the most? Out of the 168 hours in a week, you were two hours with God. <laughs> because some, some, you don't even have prayer time sometimes. Are you understanding me? You know, there are some people that have what I call Indomie prayers. Shh! <laughs> they are finished. Are you understanding me? <laughs> Sharp. Instant. You understand that? Father, I think you are. Amen. Amen. Father, Lord, copy and paste. The prayer I prayed last week. Copy and paste. <laughs> Glory to God. And then you are wondering why all this is going on. Let me explain something to you. Some of you now, the excuse you always give to yourself is there's recession. There's recession. Listen to me. A life immersed in God's word will not experience whatever is going on around. Yes. For every day you sit down with people that are analyzing. No, the problem is PDP. No, it's APC. No, it's PCAPPPC. Your life can never spiritually advance with those arguments. Are you understanding me? It can advance with those arguments. What impacts your spirits is the Word of God. Hallelujah. What changes your thinking 
renews your mind and makes you act in line with God's Spirit is the Word of God. I'm a pastor. If I stop hearing God's Word, I will act like a normal human being. Are you understanding me? So, it's not like, say, ah, yeah, you've been a Christian for long. It's not about Christian for long. God has to constantly influence you. Because in the world we live in, there's always something. Are you understanding me? Always something. You hear things. You step out of here now, as you're going home, you hear, oh, this one happened here, that one happened here. The devil is constantly throwing fear at you. Are you understanding me? Always throwing fear at you. Always throwing things at you. Oh, you hear that, ah, oh, Ebola has just finished now. Monkeypox has come. You know, <laughs> you understand that? Every day, there's one new thing. Satan is walking. Are you understanding me? His time is short. Are we together? Cooking up things. If you are not, your defense is the word of God. Are you understanding me? If you are not constantly hearing the word of God, there is no magic. You will not be in faith. Faith is not bold posture. Are you understanding me? It's not bold posture. The supply of faith comes by the hearing of God's word. In Romans 10, 17, it didn't say faith has come. He said faith comes. It's a continuous process. It comes. It keeps coming by continuous hearing. You hear today, you hear again tomorrow. You keep hearing and hearing and hearing. Circumstances will arise. But because you are hearing, your faith will be solid. Amen. Yes. And that's what the church, that's what one role that the church plays in your life. There are some burdens you are even carrying on your shoulder. Nobody might even pray for you. You just walk into a midweek service and sit down. It just lifts. Amen. Because there's a corporate anointing. Are you understanding me? In the presence of God's people. As you come in, it just lifts. So, nobody prayed for you, but you just feel better. Are you understanding me? You can also hang around with people. There are different fellowships. So. There's a fellowship of alcoholics. There's a fellowship of murmurers. Are you understanding me? Anywhere you go, they have their own anointing. Are you getting me? They have their own corporate anointing. So there are some places you go to, they say, ah, when you stand up from there, you just be angry with Nigeria. Just be angry with Nigeria. We say, no. It's not Libyafra. I, my family will succeed. <laughs> you are angry. It's because of where you've been going. What you've been hearing. My family will be a country. <laughs> Only your family will be a country. But when you come in the company of the believers, the atmosphere, some of you, you are laughing now. You've not laughed for a while. You're even struggling to laugh. Laugh, oh. I don't know when you will laugh again. Laugh. So come again so that you will laugh again. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. This one is laugh. You are not, you are not paying to laugh. Are you understanding me? Just laugh. And you are getting healed as you are laughing. Glory to God. Are you with me today? So understand that. Understand the place of the church. Don't be a Sunday, Sunday believer. No, don't do that. Now, I'm talking to those that are born again.
for the believer to experience total life transformation, he has to make sure that the most he's exposed more to God's word and God's spirit than any other thing. Did you hear me? You are exposed more to God's word and God's spirit than any other thing. Because what you are exposed to the most is what influences your life the most. Praise God. You're always on social media just checking out, you know, some kind of things. After a while, you just become that thing. Are you understanding me? That's what, that's what happens. Because man is vulnerable. He's created that way. God created him that way. So that even God himself can influence the man. Are you understanding me? So anything you keep exposing yourself to, it will influence you finally. Glory to Jesus. My prayer for you today is that God's word will be the greatest influence of your life. God's spirit will be the greatest influence of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's my prayer for you today. So you make, see, because you place value on God's word, you make efforts to be in that environment where your life is influenced by God's word. That's the reason why, as a church, we are running through what we call the metamorphosis project. Amen. If you're hearing it for the first time, listen and just follow me. My heart desire for every member of this church is that they will walk in the reality of God's word. That God's word will not just be a story. It will be an experience for them. Are we together? And the program, we call it Metamorphosis Project, is going to run generally eight weeks for everybody. It will kick off from October the 22nd. Hallelujah. Alright? 7.30 a.m. to 8.45. The reason why we adjusted our services so that we can have the Metamorphosis Project. Hallelujah. Alright? It's for total life transformation. We want to see people not just informed, but transformed. Amen. Okay? It's actually supposed to stop on the 17th. Yeah. So, 7.30 a.m. to 8.45. We did a test run this morning. By 7.30, the doors will be shut. Amen. If the doors are shut, it means that you missed the program. And you cannot enter after that. Are we together? Okay, so we have two more Sundays. So, 7.30 on the 22nd. We'll start. Because of that, we have one service. Nine o'clock service. One service. Nine o'clock service. Praise the Lord. And we'll be running that way until we're through with all the trainings we're supposed to have. Is that understood? Now let me say it again because um, when we've moved church a couple of times, you know, and the last time we moved from where we were to this place, 
I'm announcing that we are moving. <laughs> when we moved, someone still went there. And the person was in church. Are you understanding me? That's how I know that Jesus might come as a <laughs> glory to God. Amen. Are we together? We are announcing, we are announcing, we are announcing, we are announcing. So now we are announcing that we don't have two services on Sunday. We have one service. Amen. One service. One service. You know, there are some people that are anointed to come late. You understand that? And I have a prayer for them. Amen. <laughs> I was telling my staff this morning. I said, I'm looking forward to a day that we will close church and we go. Then someone will come to church with his Bible. <laughs> and we have closed. <laughs> if somebody could go to the old venue, after we had announcements, we even came here, went by, announcements, 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 Flyers, everything. Someone still carried it. So where, in, where are you living in the world? Amen. So please, next Sunday, what time is service? What time is service next Sunday? Help me tell your neighbor, please. 9 a.m. One service. One service. Amen. Alright? 9 a.m. We'll close by 11.15. 9 a.m. to 11.15. One service. One service. Amen. Is that understood? Praise God. So, I, 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 I'm done with my message. Just bow your heads. Let me pray so that you know that I'm done with the message. Yes. Just bow your heads. <laughs> You've never been to this